What's going on, everybody? Season 2, Episode 1 of Pat's Interference is here. I'm Patrick Norwood. He's Patrick Brittman. We've got a lot for you on the docket today. Going to talk a little bit about National Signing Day, of course. Going to go into Super Bowl 50 a little bit and also talk about what happened to Johnny Manziel and where do they go from here. All that and much, much more today on Season 2, Episode 1 of Pat's Interference. What's going on, everybody? Season 2, Episode 1 of Pat's Interference is here. My name is Patrick Norwood. And I'm Patrick Brickman. Hope everyone had a great time during our uh, what we're calling, what, a hiatus? A hiatus. A, a two-week hiatus. Patrick, we wanted to circle the wagons a little bit, sort of uh, get our heads in gear for this second season of Pat's Interference. Uh, what, if is this, a, what does that even mean, by the way? If this is your first time listening to Pat's Interference, what usually happens is we just talk about Alabama football and NCAA football, for that matter, uh, for the better part of an hour. And uh, then we, we get really angry about something at the end, call it uh, our sound off, and then we tell you about our social media. Our social media, by the way, is on Twitter at PI underscore podcast, on Facebook at patsinterference.com, or excuse me, at patsinterference. We've also got our website at patsinterference.com. That's P-A-T apostrophe S interference. It's a wordplay thing. If this is your first time <laughs> listening to the podcast, though, we welcome you. We thank you for listening in. Uh, this will not be Alabama-centered, uh, although we will talk about we'll Alabama a little in. bit. We'll just we'll sprinkle yeah, it in. Just, just a little. We'll dabble. We'll, we'll dabble. Uh, but we're going to move all around the sports world. Uh, this second season is going to be jam-packed with a bunch of great stuff. Uh, we're still going to mainly focus on sports, but Patrick, we're not afraid to venture out, talk about things like Harry Potter and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. We're going to get into all those episodes a little bit later. But for also, tonight, we want other suggestions because we need we need yes. help because yeah. all we know is Alabama football and our tiny little man brains can't think of anything yeah. other worthwhile to talk about. And so we need to, you know, perhaps uh, maybe you can send us something. Yeah. Do our Let job for us, if you will. Let us know. Uh, we're extremely, extremely excited to do this. If you've never listened to us before, uh, we'll say it right now uh, before we get into everything. Patrick and I have wanted to do this for a long, long time. It's it's really just a dream come true to be able to come home maybe after a long day at work or a long couple weeks at work uh, and just really put everything we've got into this podcast. We couldn't do this without you. We've got so many people who love listening to us and really leave us a lot of great feedback. Um, and we just we thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for this. Uh, we've had a lot of great contributors in the past. We're going to have a lot more in the future. Patrick, are you ready to start Season 2, Episode 1 of Pat's Interference? Nah. Okay, now I'm ready. Let's do okay. it, bro. All right, let's do it. So, Super Bowl 50, Sunday, Patrick. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. you get got the Carolina Panthers led by Alabama rival Cam Newton against the Denver Broncos led by Alabama rival Peyton Manning. <laughs> Fun. Impact super, super. Players, Just super Patrick. quarterback battle for us. It, yeah. Impact players not named Newton or Manning for this game uh, okay so i took um josh norman i don't know i feel like this uh this game is going to come down to whether or not peyton manning can be effective throwing the football because i just still don't believe in the broncos running game and i haven't you want to know why because i had both cj anderson and ronnie hillman on my fantasy team this year i traded ryan Tannehill for them thank you but Ooh. either way um i think uh, Norman on demarius thomas is going to be pretty interesting because josh norman's had somewhat of a coming out party this year and now he's on the biggest stage. He's had a big mouth. Uh, Demaryius Thomas doesn't like it, I'm sure. Um, and so it'll just be interesting to see how uh, 
if Josh Norman can shut down his top target or not, because that I think will kind of factor in. I think Panthers are going to score their points, regardless of how good that Broncos defense is. So I'm taking Josh, Josh Norman. Josh Norman, if you'll remember, was the uh, defensive back who got in all those altercations with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. during the regular season. Yeah, that was um, ugly. So he, he really does play with the chip on his shoulder. Still not really sure how both of those guys escaped without major fines and uh, suspensions. Well, Beckham missed a game. I mean, he, he missed the whole game. He missed a game, but he also tried to kill someone. So I, <laughs> I, I don't really know how you can warrant yeah, that, that catch, with a one-game suspension. Catch, yeah, exactly. Jeez. Okay. My impact player is Demarcus Ware. Uh, I think Demarcus Ware really, really needs to lead that Denver defense if they want to have any chance of stomp, stomping, stopping Cam Newton. Um, Patrick, I've seen firsthand Cam Newton take over a football game in a big situation, in a big-time game. It's not fun to watch. It's I'm having, really I'm having not flashbacks. Good. I'm having, like, war flashbacks in my head. Right? Right? It was cold and raining that day, and it was miserable. But anyway... Uh, I think that it's going to take everything Denver has to slow down Cam Newton and that Panthers offense. And I'm not really sure they can stand up to the task, but if they can, I really think it sits on the shoulders of DeMarcus Ware. He's the leader of that defense. He's the captain of that defense. Um, He's definitely got the most experience of anyone on the field. He's got to be looking at his career and realizing that it's probably dwindling. Um, His opportunities to get to this point and win are really, really starting to slow down, and this may be it. So yeah, he you had know, a weird offseason, too, being uh, cut from the Cowboys. How do you cut DeMarcus Ware? I don't know. Because you're the Cowboys. <laughs> Good, uh, solid point. Hey, fun fact, I've met DeMarcus Ware when I was in really? uh, yeah, like four, not four, uh, either fourth, fifth, sixth grade, somewhere in that time frame. He played at Troy, uh, called Troy State at the time. And, you know, I grew up in Dothan. Sure. And so that's 40, 45 minutes away. And uh, one weekend, he was a senior in college, my buddy... Uh, and his family took me just to a Troy game, which everybody in Dothan kind of does. They don't really look forward to it. But they just kind of do it at some point, you know. But at the time, DeMarcus Ware was a big name, so everybody knew he'd be a first-round pick. Sure. Um, and I don't know if I don't know if they've done renovations since then, but they their uh, locker rooms were like a short walk down a path from the stadium, and so we went and waited out there after the game while the players were showering up, talking to the coach. I don't even remember who they played. Marcus wears out talking to the media and uh I bump into him my buddy bumps into him I say something in my voice like good luck in the NFL and he says thanks man and you know like the Super Bowl commercial where Mean Joe Green gives him a coke he threw me his glove from that game like his uh his you know glove so I've got his gloves somewhere in my house I think it's like in a drawer by my bed wow I don't you didn't know I was gonna go off on that tangent did you no, I, I'm impressed that you met DeMarcus Ware. I don't know That's if I cool. I don't know if I've met a current NFL player. I'm sure I have somewhere. Um, I mean, you went to Alabama. I'm sure you. I guess well, you didn't exchange names right, or but pleasantries. I but, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't technically. I mean, C.J. Mosley. Wait, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. Landon Collins. That's true. Yeah, no, I, we were. Were you a coworker with Landon Collins? Or did yeah, and, and he sat and he sat next to me in class. Yeah, Landon Collins was a coworker of mine. He he interned at the TV station I worked at, um, in Tuscaloosa. All right, Patrick. Let's now let's get into the Newton and Manning discussion. But I want to ask you sort of a different because I think if we're asking who's the more talented quarterback in this game, it's it's Newton, and everybody knows that. But I want to ask you, 
who's this game more important to? I agree. But here's why. I, I don't think that Manning is going to have another opportunity. I, like, I think he's done after this season regardless of this game. Um, whether he wants to be or not, I think he is. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, you got uh, Newton, who is about to win the MVP. He's young. He's very popular, especially with the younger generation of fans. Um, I mean, he's he's what uh, he's what Michael Vick was turning out to be. So yeah, Manning is he's he's he can't he's done with the Broncos for sure. I mean, he's not going back to the Broncos for another year. I don't think. I mean, the Rams have whispered interest from what we've heard this week, but yeah, I mean, this is probably yeah. uh, you're. But how can you have interest anymore in Manning? Like, look at the passes he throws, Patrick. Like, they're just, they're unimpressive. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it's, sad and it's getting weaker. So, basically, what you're looking at is but now a, he just, he throws maybe a launching pad I mean, for end Newton over end. and a swan song for Manning. I'm going to go with the swan song as far as importance. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. It's just, you know, I think that, let's let's ask who wins who wins Patrick I think it's the Panthers and I really don't like that for two reasons one because I don't like Cam Newton and that's not a secret I think that every positive thing he does is an act and a PR move to make up for the terrible person that he is no one will convince me otherwise he can give as many footballs to as many kids as he wants I don't believe that he's a good person well, then you I don't to... believe that he's oh, mature keep going, keep going. Uh, so I don't like Cam Newton I just don't I still think he's a bad person. And B, I'd, I'd, like, like, to, I'd like to see <laughs> um, this. I, well, a, then I'll a, make you happy nice here because ending, I actually nice I don't know that, I, I don't know that I've been career. leaning one way or the other in our discussion, but I actually think the Broncos yeah. are going to win this. I, I, I feel like the uh, the sting of them getting blown out by the Seahawks is still ringing in our heads a little bit too much, but this really? is a get different game, different team. I don't think the Panthers are as good as the Seahawks were in that game. And um, – No, it's not. Oh, absolutely not. But the, no, I don't either. But I also don't I, think that the Broncos' I'm going defense because that's is as what good keeps this happening. year as it was that know. year either. I I pick defenses in Super Bowls. I pick defenses in the NFL. I always go defense, defense. Um, and the Broncos had the best defense this year, and one of the better defenses we've seen since that Seahawks defense. Um, and so I'm going to go with them. I think that there's enough on the line for everybody that I don't think this game's going to be a blowout. And if my mind doesn't think it's going to be a blowout, my mind's going to give it to the defense. I don't know. And I'm probably wrong, and it, and it could be a blowout. But you said – oh, um, yeah. Okay, well, if I'm going to say it's going to be a defensive win, I'm going to Score go prediction. like a 20-17. Like to 17. Okay, I can respect that. I can See, respect I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go 27-23 Carolina. Are you like Are you like that? I, I don't I think know. That's a good number. I can't tell if we'll I'm see. we'll see less that. interested I just, in I'm this college football because I, I do. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't just bought into the Super Bowl as much, and that's probably me because I think there's a lot of people really buying into this year's matchup. Uh, there's a lot of great storylines, so I'm probably just flapping my trap to create something that's not even there for most people. I I just. No, I mean, it's just, it's not, I don't know. We've talked about this before. The NFL doesn't really interest me because it doesn't matter. If you win or lose, it just doesn't matter in the NFL to me. 
It's like Alabama's playing playoff. Michigan And then State even some of the playoff oh, games, sorry, I feel I like, are such flukes. I really do. I just, <laughs> you know. Dang. Uh, but, I mean, no, seriously. Like, it's just there's no passion in the NFL. It's all about money. I, I just – the organization in itself is disgusting. I just don't – I don't know. I'm not really attached to the NFL, Patrick. And, you know, so – as far as Super Bowls are concerned, I just don't really – I like to see Alabama players in them. I think that's great stuff. But other than that, I'm not really – you know, Kevin Norwood's got an opportunity to go win a Super Bowl ring this weekend, and that's great. And I'm really excited, and I really hope he does it. But other than that, I'm not really that invested in it. It's a great time to go, you know, hang out with your buddies and get a beer and watch a game. Not well, I like the NFL. Work, I like the NFL. I don't know why I just haven't I mean. bought into this. Um, Maybe I will, but when the game comes so, closer, I, I mean, I don't I, think no. it's. I don't if think it's my anti-Newton I, glasses because I actually don't hate them as much as you do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think he's despicable, but. Uh, Patrick, let's move on to uh, the NHL. All-Star Weekend was just in my hometown in Nashville, Tennessee. Anyone who's listening from Nashville, I miss you guys so much. Uh, That place, uh, you know, my brother always stressed to me, never forget where you came from. And Patrick, seeing all these amazing uh, images from All-Star Weekend, the NHL All-Star Weekend in Nashville, uh, not only made me homesick, but made me really, really proud to be where I'm from. Uh, Nashville is a great hockey town. Anyone who tells you differently is a liar. Uh, I, I love, love, love the city. But there was one storyline, Patrick, that I took away, and it wasn't the Nashville storyline. Uh, it was John Scott. And I don't know if you are familiar with this story or not, so I'm going to go into it and give you a little two-minute uh, explanation on what's going on. Um, back in July, uh, John Scott signed a one-year deal with the Arizona Coyotes. Um he played maybe a couple of games. I think he had one point and probably played like 10 games, 10 or 11 games. Yeah, I bench, bench one. Uh, right? And then he was a healthy scratch the rest of the season, which meant he pretty much rode the pine. Uh, exactly, exactly. So middle, like middle January, you know, second week in January, he gets traded to the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens relegate him down to basically – uh, the American Hockey League, which is basically AAA hockey. Uh, the fans vote him in as one of the all-star captains. Uh, it started out kind of as a joke, and then it just sort of became like this cult favorite, this cult fan favorite, and he became the all-star captain. He wrote a great article um, on the Players' Tribune, which is where a bunch of players go to write articles. If you've never gone to the Players' Tribune, read it. It's so cool. They're, they let athletes and coaches and stuff uh go on there and write articles he wrote one that he titled a guy like me um and he explained how the nhl tried to persuade him not to play in the all-star game um and he's he says that you know at first when he got voted in he was kind of frustrated because he felt like people were mocking him but then he realized he really had a lot of support for some reason or another and his wife told him you know you're never going to get another opportunity like this you need to go ahead and play in this game Scored two goals, yeah, got in yeah. a really, really funny fight with Patrick Kane. It wasn't a fight at all. They were just kind of, you know, joking around. But uh, they named someone else the All-Star MVP. And this is my favorite part of the story. Henrik Lundqvist, <laughs> arguably the greatest goalie in hockey right now, uh, tweeted out uh, Scott for MVP. 
and it caught on like wildfire. And the NHL had no other choice but to give John Scott the All-Star Game MVP. After the game, his helmet got sent to the Hockey Hall of Fame. There we go. I uh, like that. And Scott's <laughs> agent got approached about a film based on John Scott's career. That's that's a great story. I think that's a hilarious story. I think it's great that John Scott played along with it. I think it really embodies what the NHL is about and what the fans are about. Uh I, I think it's one of the most underrated sports in the world. Uh, I'm a little, I'm closely, I'm biased and I'm closely tied to hockey. So I understand why people don't really get it. But if you've never been to a hockey game, go. And if you, ha- if you need suggestions, I really do suggest going uh, to Nashville or going to a big city, go to Madison square garden, see the Rangers play, you know, go anywhere. Uh, hockey is a great sport. It's got a great fan base. Any city you go to, I mean, even down here in uh, Jupiter, Florida, uh, the Panthers, the Florida Panthers, never win. They're I'm going to channel my inner Kevin but they have and say uh, the wife was the real MVP of that It's story. a great sport. Patrick, what do you there take away go. from that story? Terry Saban style. I like that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Terry Saban style. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know. And it's not like it's a rags-to-riches story. That's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, you know, to I even mean, be in the like, NHL, I mean, you, at, you can play. At one play, point or another, yeah, I mean, he was just, a very, it's, very it's good player. It's funny, a time we live um, in you know, I mean, you're good where enough people to make can rally up over good. a name that even the most most casual – oh, I don't I, I don't follow hockey. So would you say that most casual hockey fans wouldn't even know who he was until he caught fire? I'm trying to think of like a baseball player you could relate this to. I had heard his like name this maybe a once or twice or before player. all of this started happening. Uh, Is he? He's well. Ooh. Bartolo Colon's a twenty-game winner. I mean, he's he's had a lot of maybe Bartolo Colon. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's just got that that cult following, you know. Like, there's a very specific type of baseball fan that falls in love with Bartolo Colon. One of my favorite tweets of all time was that uh, it was, oh man, um, Ryan Nani tweeted out one day uh, <laughs> that he was going to throw a jar of pennies. <laughs> you know what I hope comes out of this well story? And whisper, Bartolo Colon steals home. I really want to now see Brian Scalabrine. And I just thought that was the game. funniest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> What's that? Why not? It could happen. I mean, why not? Like the the, I think the NBA All Star Game and now the NHL All Star Game is a joke too. I mean, there were five. It's not worse than the Pro Bowl. It's not like it's they're playing their hearts out there. At least it's entertaining. But the NBA All Star Game is one of the most pitiful excuses for an All Star Game I've ever seen. I'd I'd much rather watch no, the greatest it's not NBA the players Bowl, in the world goof around and throw alley oops and dunks than I would rather watch, uh, football players pre tend to care until they decide that they don't want to get injured. <laughs> yeah, it means something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I really like the way baseball does their hot, their all-star game uh, because it means something. something. It means something, something. And it's yeah. important. Um, and uh, they still have so, fun. Like, everybody's still yeah, having a good time. I don't know. But, you it's know, something it does, I've been wanting to talk about, something. but we've been too engaged goal. in college football. But we've had this discussion a couple you times. You brought up our next topic. Before we started doing this podcast. I want, we you, even conceived it. I want you to. 
Eh, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun. We were gonna we talk about our all-time you, starting. You kind of hijacked this idea into something I'm not really. Um, I'm he put not down really his, sure and I'm prepared. I was for. gonna put down mine. They looked pretty similar, so I figured what we would do is we'd flip a coin, do it draft style, and then see who we think would win. Right? They were almost identical. Alright, I'm gonna flip this coin. Uh, we're going by mm -hmm. the honor system, so uh, you're gonna call heads or tails here. Of course. Yeah. No. Go for it. Let's let's do it. Just call it now. All right, you want me to call uh, it? Heads, you got first pick. Okay, tell me when. All right, I'm going to call heads. You pick anyone until you filled all five positions. All okay, right, so first pick. And do we? It. So are we picking by position, or do we pick I'm anyone we want to pick? All right, so I'll just type on mine then. All right, so you Michael took Jordan, Jordan which guard. means I'm going to take who would I think is the second best yeah, player yeah, I got in you. NBA I got history. You. I'm trying to form like a, you know what? You're going to hate me for this. I'm taking LeBron. Ooh, solid. No, solid, that's, solid. I mean, that's a smart choice. That's a smart choice. Uh, I'm going to take Magic as my point guard. Not a so bad I'm, I'm Right now, not a bad start I'm looking there. at Magic right, so and Magic MJ. MJ. I've got LeBron. That's not, that's not a bad, uh, I'm gonna go, uh, it's not a bad couple of guards. Man, center is so hard to do because there's so many good ones. Dang it, I already feel like I'm at a loss now. All right. Well, I'm gonna go Duncan. There are a ton of good ones. Cause I don't know, I I I don't know that you're gonna come up with a, a better power forward. Okay. You would put Duncan. When, when so when we had typed everything, when we had typed everything. I had put Duncan. I said that Duncan was probably all right. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going to take Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as my center. So right now I'm looking at yeah, Magic I sure Johnson, do. I sure do. Michael Jordan. Uh, but we got to assume they're in their prime. So I'm talking 0-3. And you've Duncan. got two players that are still um, in the NBA. Almost averaging a triple double, but I digress. <laughs> Okay. Right, you've already, so now I'm gonna go. Uh, and, and what you're you're saying? 2012 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron. Um. Well, no, Patrick. Are you are you saying like 2012 LeBron? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm I'm gonna say like 90. Ooh, 93 MJ then. Would that have been his best so season? Now I 93 go or 97. With, uh... It would have been one of those two, right? Well, now we're now we've already. I mean, you don't have a shooting guard or a power forward, so like uh, now we're just all right. So I'm gonna go Shaq. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've got a shooting guard. I don't have a small forward. Shaq. So you've got Shaq. Okay. See, this is tough. This is tough. Um. You know, I, I look, I look at power forwards. I, I don't want to do power forwards right now. I'm looking at small forwards right now, and a part of me kind of wants to take maybe Irving. Pippen was pretty good. Oh, you know, see, I, that was a good one. I didn't want to. I'm going to take was, Larry I was Bird. Make a suggestion. Um. Oh boy. I'm going to take Larry Bird. 
I'm okay. Well, I gotta go. I gotta go shooting guards. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kobe. Prime Kobe would be shooting guard. Okay. Yeah. Gotta get that Kobe solid. number one over Jordan. That's solid. Uh. Whew. You know, I, I think. I think this next uh, this next pick by me, my last pick. That's might not be a, a terrible ridiculous. choice. I'm but surprised I'm you didn't Dirk go Carl Malone, but Dirk's. I mean, Dirk's the best European player ever. I, I I really thought about going with Malone, but Dirk's got that deep ball. All right, so now and I'm I love at point the deep guard. Ball. And uh, if we're talking prime, if we're talking. I'm stuck between two people right go. now. Come on. But you know what? Just to make Come it on. fun. And current, I'm going Curry. Who? But I was going to choose. I was going to choose between him or Oscar Robertson. Wow. Yeah, I, I was going to say you got to choose either Big Curry. O or Pistol Pete. I mean, Curry right now, I think playing point guard right now is being playing better point guard than maybe anybody's ever played, and I think history might remember it that way, especially if he wins a second title. Yeah, but. Patrick, come on. It really it's hasn't been one season. It really hasn't been one season. Now we're getting off topic, but it really hasn't been one season. It yeah. No. no so I got Curry, topic. Kobe, LeBron, Duncan, Shaq. We're That's a lot of drafts. recent guys. But you Yeah. I sure do. Wow. You have four current NBA players. <laughs> and I have one. Yeah. And he's about to retire. Yeah, I mean, he's got it. He's, he's you think Dirk's got about a to couple retire? years left, maybe. He's around. I mean, Duncan, if he has two, Dirk probably has about two. Yeah. He's not not looking like he's going to be winning any finals anytime soon. Not in the West. He's not far behind Duncan. No. No. Um, that's going to be a sad day in Dallas. When Dirk Nowitzki retires. Uh, I, I like Dirk a lot. I... I like I, I gotta said, go back like to your one season thing about Curry. That fadeaway's dirty. He broke the record for uh, most made threes a cup like three years ago, and then he broke it again. He broke it again. He's gonna break it again. Yes, he yeah, was, and that's great. But he wasn't winning games when he was doing that. Overnight, overnight. But yes, they, they were. weren't. A, they took Patrick, the, They were they not a championship contender. They, they took the they took the Spurs to that six season? games the, the year the Spurs went and played the Heat. That that was yeah, that was a very him. good team that point? everybody knew was on the verge, and then the next year, and then the next, it's they've been great. Don't get me wrong, but I just I don't know. I I I, I agree. If we're taking it season by season, and saying this season against this season, he's had the best season. Well, of no, any point I mean though. I'm not gonna say he's better than. But as far as career Oscar goes, yet. that's what I'm. All right, yeah, so we've got that's what um, I'm saying, Magic that you versus can't. Curry, you Kobe versus that. Jordan, whatever. Um, LeBron versus Larry Bird, Duncan versus. <laughs> this is so... we're not going to be able to come over the. I guess we're just going to have to kind of take this thing to social media, honestly. Okay, so here's Patrick's team. He has Curry, Kobe, LeBron, Duncan, and Shaq. All right, if you if you like Patrick's team, let us know. On social media, Facebook, that's Pat's Interference. At Twitter, that's at PI underscore podcast. You can also go to our website and find our email address and email us. Or if you like my team, 
which is Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Dirk I actually Nowitzki, wish I'd gone Cur- Magic. I, I'm sorry. LeBron. I think my team slaughters. Although then your next pick would have been LeBron and Jordan, and then it would have looked. I mean, I think when you, when you get that first pick and you draft Jordan first, it's like, well, but then he's got Jordan. I, you've got – see, you've got a lot of shoot-first guys. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what superstars are. I, I think we should we move on. <laughs> I, I think my team kills yours. Let us know on social media who you think wins. But I think it's my team. I think my team gets the edge a little bit. Patrick, switching gears a little bit, kind of downshifting, getting a little, getting a little sad, a little into the darker side of sports, Johnny Manziel – Story came out uh, within the past 24 hours. There were rumors of it kind of going around all week, and now the story's finally been published. Uh, threatened to kill his girlfriend and himself. His girlfriend said that he had abused her, uh, yelled at her, pulled her by her hair, um, seemed to be on drugs. Patrick, this is more than a football thing. I mean, when Johnny Manziel first got to the league, everybody was like, oh, well, he drinks a lot, he parties too much, yeah, he might do some drugs and stuff, you know. Patrick, he's now threatening people's lives. This is bigger than football. I want to ask you two questions. A, how does he still have an NFL job? And B, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Do you a, see a day where Johnny Manziel um, takes another have snap a job in the after NFL? March 9th. That's when he will be cut. Um, and, uh, and I want to say he allegedly did these things. He didn't for sure do it. He wasn't arrested. He wasn't charged with anything. Um but where there's smoke, there's fire. There's definitely right. something sure. that happened. And on the list of things that Johnny Manziel, the next yeah. turn he needed to make, with everything that's been going on, I'm pretty sure domestic dispute was not one of those. Um, but you know what? Yeah, I mean, I, to no. answer your B, is he going to take another snap in the NFL? He will be on a team next year, I think. I think somebody, I think somebody will sign him to a preseason deal and wait it and see and we'll see what we can do um to ask if i think he's going to make it to a 53 man roster Uh, i'm no nfl expert i don't know how seriously teams are interested he wants to go to the cowboys but no i don't think this is what i mean when i was talking about the nfl is just a horrible organization If you go to any other organization, if I walked into Golf Channel with these accusations on, and that's Monday, not just the NFL though, my I mean, things yeah, would be but, in a box. I mean, baseball and basketball and every major sports had their running with with with. I mean, that's what happens when you're so gifted at something that you're, you're right. one of the best in the you're world. You're right, but I think you kind of get passes sometimes. I think it. I think it's the repetitiveness of the NFL. This this happens in the NFL once every two months. Now we get a story like this. And it's always the same thing. Alcohol abuse, drug abuse, or human abuse. And it's it's just – I just don't – I mean I know there's no way to regulate it or anything, but there just has to be a point when everyone stands up and says, okay, that's enough. That's it. This has to stop. And I don't know when that point's going to come, and I don't really know how you enforce that. I'm not – I'm not presenting with any solutions. I'm just complaining at this point, which is annoying, and I apologize, but – you know, I just – this story disappoints me. I know that, you know, obviously I'm going to look at this objectively. Johnny Manziel was an exciting player to watch. 
He beat the number one team in the nation at home. He won the Heisman Trophy as a freshman. He was exciting to watch. I'm very, very disappointed in where his career has gone, and I really wish we could have seen him really let loose. Give himself a chance. Uh, Maybe phrasing. That's not really the best way to say that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, actually play was, at top Was level Johnny Manziel good to enough to be an level. NFL starter? Uh, we don't know because he, he didn't could. really give himself a chance to stick. We won't because I don't think he's going to stick anymore. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if we'll like, ever know. I think if Tim Tebow's too much of a distraction on your team, no. then Johnny Manziel has to be that tenfold. Um, I mean, on the field in the NFL, I, I don't even well, – yeah. I, I don't know. Let's yeah, not get sure. into Tebow versus Manziel on the field. But um, – and people are saying stuff, something that the Browns have to do something, but like, Ooh. I don't, what, 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 what can the Browns do? I mean, people say it's callous for the Browns just to cut them because March 9th, like they're going to cut them on March 9th or sometime after that, because that's the, the, the salary cap, yeah. something changes. They get a better return on their investment when they cut them on March 9th. It's just the money works out better. So, um, People say that they shouldn't do that. They should get yep. him help. Well, they let him go to rehab all offseason. He wasn't with the team. Then he came back, said he was fine, had the team feeling confident, and he immediately came back and started breaking rules and started showing up late to practices and started mouthing off at coaches and yeah. not getting along with teammates. Or I don't know that this is all stuff that he did, but you know what I mean. He, he wasn't better. He wasn't better. He's – does that – Look at all the things that happened at Texas A&M this year, too. Do you think that some they of that him stems get away with from Texas A&M? Because, I mean, they Texas A&M has had a problem everything. with quarterbacks now for four years. Oh, yeah. Do you think oh, Kevin yeah. Sumlin owes his paycheck to Johnny Manziel? I hear that conversation a lot. And I want to like Kevin Sumlin, but at the same time, I look at his players, and I'm like, that and he, he hasn't had a some defense of the worst in the last people. couple of years. The offense hasn't been great past game four of the season in a while he's got quarterbacks leaving patrick they played they played alabama they played the heisman trophy winner in derrick henry and he threw their defense into a nickel formation for the first half of the game we're gonna run the ball why are you in a nickel formation nothing i don't know And next year we get them at home. Yeah, but they're going to have Trevor Knight, and Trevor Knight knows how to be. Not going to be fun. I, I don't think it's going to be a fun year for Kevin Sumlin next year. Oh, <laughs> stop it. You and Katy Perry. All right, Patrick, let's let's get into our groove. We, we know what we're talking about next. Alabama football. Signing day was this week. Alabama I, think we, gets I still think a, we ended up with what 24, was it, 22 recruits at the uh, end of the day, 23. We're still waiting on one that might potentially possibly come five-star receiver that was committed to us, now isn't committed. I'll tell you kind of what he's up to right now from what I'm hearing in a minute. But, oh, yeah, I mean, we ended up with three of the four major accounts, the number one class. Um, And on Monday, we were, like, barely top ten on most of those. We finished very strong. Not epically strong, but very strong. It was was very exciting. This is where we said we were going to dabble into Alabama football, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, who, well, we got what recruit stars, are you most excited to see? Stars. Um, I'm going to say B.J. Emmons. I don't even know that we're going to see him next year, but because we got two running backs that are going to take. Okay. I don't know. He's just he is. Um, 
I think he's just the next physical freak we've got. He's a big dude with speed, and he's the running back that we're going to be signing. We actually got another – we got two running backs in this class, him and Joshua Jacobs. Who Jacobs was not being heavily recruited, and then all of a sudden Oklahoma uncovered him. He got his three stars just like that overnight. Then Alabama took a look at him. He signed with Alabama, and now people are like, ah, oh, he's probably actually yeah. a four-star on tape. So, anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, B.J. Emmons, and that's that's my answer. I think he's going to be awesome. I, I really like the way he runs the ball. I'm going to go with Ben Davis, the linebacker. He's 6'3", 240. Uh, a legacy to Alabama. Wayne Davis's father obviously holds – uh, the Alabama career record for tackles. Uh, I'm going to relate his son, though, not to dad, but to a Mr. C.J. Mosley, who is third on the all-time career tackles list at Alabama. Um, Patrick, Ben Davis out of Gordo High School has some really, really quick feet for his size, and that makes me really excited. One of my favorite things that I saw in his highlight tape was a little yeah, bubble had... screen that he absolutely blows up and punishes this poor little... This poor little wideout. I mean, this kid's probably my size. Maybe a little bit bulky. I mean, You're you know, Patrick, I, I'm, I'm stacked. You know, I've got I've got guns for days. I'm <laughs> I'm 131, completely dry. Thank you very much. Uh, but no, I think uh, you he know, is. I, I think oh, yeah. that Ben I, Davis I no is going to be sort of the next freak People are saying that he could take over for Raglan this year. Like not Foster, but Ben Davis could be. Uh, Nick Saban said I'm not it sure about that. Not him. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure that anyone can understand. Mosley was all right at it. Mosley came in quickly. as a freshman. It's. I mean, talent-wise and just size-wise, maybe. Got it. But um, I don't think he's got the football. So I want to give a quick update on what we're waiting for in signing day, which is just uh, basically the dust is settled on everybody but Demetrius Robinson, and I don't know what he's going to do. But the word is that he he's a very bright kid. Um, not not uh, signed with anyone yet. He was committed to Alabama at one point. He decommitted sometime last year. Um, the word is he's trying to get his SAT score up because he wants to get into Stanford, but he's also going to take a visit to Alabama again pretty soon, um, and he's still very strongly considering Alabama. That's a five-star receiver, so that could just make the class even better. But at the same time, if the dude's trying to get into Stanford, I'm not going to be mad if he doesn't go here. So... Anyway, why didn't we get number one on no. ESPN? By no, the way? how could I mean? How could you be? Uh, I don't ESPN understand why ESPN hate hates us, Patrick. But I feel like we do this every year. Like I, I <laughs> sit goodness. back. Yeah. Everyone else. Real said, well, no, they don't hate us, but you know what I mean. It's it's, it's it's just ridiculous. It's like Rivals has us at number one. Twenty four seven Sports has us at number one. Any other website you go to, go CBS has us at number one. ESPN's sports. got us. At they use a two. composite ranking system which takes everyone else's I do too. and then molds it into like, all right. And so I go by their composite at ESPN um, is kind of notorious for hyping up recruits and storyline. I mean, we know that's what ESPN does and it's, I mean, they, they do their due diligence, but they have like certain skill positions, certain quarterbacks, certain, they go to certain schools that just kind of get a little bit higher than the other places have them. Um, I'm thinking Malik Henry, right. the quarterback going to FSU dual threat quarterback, um, exciting high highlight tape he is a little bit higher on their list than other schools have that's probably one of the reasons why fsu got us and they got some quick shifty receiver kind of guys in their class so not that it not that it matters not that it matters at all right what was patrick what was the biggest 
What was the biggest surprise for you from signing day? Just anyone. Okay, I've got two. Um, One was the way Texas finished. They had the best finish of anybody. They got in the top ten the last day. Two was um, the defensive end, top 20 kind of guy, Jeffrey Simmons, who looked like he was looking at A, Alabama, B, Ole Miss, and that was really it. And Mississippi State lost out to a lot of guys to Ole Miss. And then he went to Mississippi State, which I did not see coming at all. Yeah. No, I don't I don't either. I think he saw that as a playing time thing, though, Patrick. Now that I, I look back at it, um, I'm, I'm thinking he just looked at Mississippi By State and said, way, you know what, I can, I can put in a couple years Blake here. If you have Blake Barnett has been tweeting out um, to recruits in general during the last couple of days, go read it and tell me why he's not going to be our quarterback this year. That dude's just, he's just got it, man. He's just got the mentality. Anyway, he's basically saying, like, you know, the whole, like, you know, if you don't want to come here and compete and be the best, then we don't want you, man. Why would you be afraid of competition? I knew Alabama had several good quarterbacks on their roster, and I still chose them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, my favorite tweet from the other day was <laughs> yes, he just Mink, he just tweeted, I "Hope y'all ready." Next LOL. Year, year two. Oh man. Yeah, uh, Blake Barnett said, "If you want to make yourself the best player person you can be, why would you be scared to compete? True competitors wouldn't shy away." And he said, "At recruits." To add on that, if you were scared to I mean, compete, that's just, that's then you're probably you better off somewhere else anyway. That sounds like an Alabama quarterback. Whether or not that sounds like, like a, a good person. person is a different discussion. That sounds like an Alabama quarterback. That sounds, it sounds like a guy who's a little little cocky, which I'm okay with. You've got to be when you're a quarterback at Alabama. You do. It, it comes with the territory. <laughs> AJ. Look at I'm Stanford. not sure that was cocky, but he, he, definitely, has, he definitely plays with cockiness. But people, people gravitate. We're getting on a Blake Barnett thing here now. We didn't plan that. We didn't plan that. But, um, I mean – no, come on, let's do it. There is a reason. It's our podcast. There is a reason players on offense gravitate to Jameis Winston. He people play their heart out for guys like that. Jameis people on people, Jameis Winston's teammates yeah. love him because he's just that, just that guy you gravitate toward. That's what you want your quarterback to be. Brett Favre had it. Peyton Manning had it. Tom Brady has it. You gotta have. You, Ryan Tannehill, I don't think has it, but there are certain guys that have it, certain guys that don't. People gravitate to you. You can lose it. You don't really usually gain it, though. That's something you're born with. Robert Griffin lost it. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's my take on the quarterback position. Hey, Patrick. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. So there's this guy, right? And he, he's running around. Okay. He's starving. He's starving. He looks up and he sees a bread factory. All right. And he's, let's say a bakery. He sees like a bakery. They're making some fresh bread. All right. Fresh bread. They put it on the windowsill for it to cool and turn away. He runs up hot. and steals it. Guess what that's called, Patrick? <laughs> that's a hot take. And we got some hot takes, Patrick. Hot take tonight. Who is your so low-key non-Alabama um, favorite college football program? <laughs> Hot. I, I know what you're getting at, but I know what I is hot. you're taking that. 
right, who's your low-key favorite non-Alabama college football team? Who do you root for? Unless I've got to start Alabama coming up with better question, Which we're going to take to Twitter as well. Honestly, I, I this is you kind of got on to me, but I have a good reason. A couple summers ago, I worked with the uh, with the Birmingham Barons, the Chicago White Sox Double A affiliate. Uh, Birmingham is an amazing city. If you go to the if you go to the right spots in Birmingham, I should say Birmingham is an amazing city. Uh, the people I worked with there, um, uh, Dustin Wellborn, uh, Zach, um, all those guys over there, Tim, Emily. All of them over there all worked and came from UAB. Um, I almost worked there myself after I graduated from Alabama in their athletic department. Uh, when they got their football team taken away, I remember I was sitting, I was sick, and I was sitting in Alabama's student health center, or as I liked to call it, the second ring of hell, uh, because Good, you had to I have wait six hours now. for them to tell you that you had a cold. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but... I remember I was sitting there and I read the article and I was in shock and I texted my buddy Dustin and I said, surely Dustin, now the uh, um, director of video services at UAB. And I said, surely this isn't real. Surely this is a rumor. And he said, man, let's hope so. And we were both wrong. It it wasn't a rumor. Unfortunately, it it came true. Um, I know it upset him a lot. I know that really, really hurt him. Um, Patrick, I've never met a group of five or six people that bleed uh, UAB colors like they do, uh, they bleed that green and gold. I mean, they love their football team over there. Um, and they made me a fan. They really did. I, I really, really enjoyed um, sort of hearing them talk about it and hearing all their stories from it and everything. So, you know, at heart, deep down, if I've got to pick a favorite non-Alabama program, I'm it's going with answer. UAB. Blazer up. It's not even incorrect. It's like a... Like, it did not qualify, but I'll give you credit. I'll give you partial credit. Non-Alabama, and then you pick How University of Alabama at Birmingham. Do you want me to pick a... <laughs> yeah, that's not Alabama. That's I'm going to go with of Alabama uh, at Birmingham. Well, I've said before, like, I, obviously Alabama, and then I grew up an FSU fan, so FSU doesn't apply either, otherwise they'd be the answer. I don't know why. I don't really have a reason like you did. I've never almost worked for them. I don't know people that bleed this... Um, when they shouldn't like it's just so Michigan Michigan's the team that for some reason I always actually I kind of know what it is now it's a dumb reason but you remember eight nine ten years ago um when HGTV really started to become in people's homes like everybody kind of started to get like the the people that could get it were starting to get it once it became available right we got it installed. The DirecTV guy left. Right. We turned on the TV. We immediately went over to ESPN. We'd never had HDTV in our home. And the first game and the first team I saw was Michigan. And it looked so amazing and crisp. And for some reason, I just – I like the way they look. I like their mascot. I like their helmet. I like their colors. They have the best fight song. And their stadium is huge. And I just – like them and i will always root for them over ohio state they're the they're, team that they're, i root for the... in college basketball that like alabama's not ever gonna yes. win the tournament so like they're the team that i hope wins i mean it's true like <laughs> if you really like college basketball you're not an alabama fan 
you pick UNC or Duke or Kansas. I pick Michigan. No. Michigan's a long shot. UAB's got a better shot than Alabama does. Or UAB. You're, yeah, they had a good team last year. No, that's, I, I'm being dead serious. Out of out of, out of of all the schools in the state of Avery Alabama, UAB has the best basketball program, period. Anyway, I'm hoping Michigan's you're my right. answer. That was I not a hot take. We you, took but I'm hoping you're right. But I liked it anyway. Fun discussion. That's okay. We've got some time. We've got some time. Uh, all right, Patrick. Wrapping up Season 2, Episode 1 of Pat's Interference. All we've got left is I guess the sound off. Do you want to go, go first, first or second? Um, I, I just I literally didn't have one, and then I forgot to think of one, and then he said Student Health Center, and I said boom. Because I uh, – all right, so here we go. I'm going to take you back to 2010. I was an okay athlete in high school. I was very fit. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like I'm making a lot of excuses because because I'm sort of out of shape now. You've never like seen my I'm not like shapely like I look like I'm in shape. I just I run for a minute and I'm out of breath. But I used to be in really good shape. I was fast um, on the basketball court. I was a slasher. Um, could get to the basket, stuff like that. Had confidence in my abilities in court. It was a lot of fun. Um, got to Alabama, fall of 2010. And immediately started going to the courts, playing basketball. That's that's how I was trying to make friends. Was on the basketball court. Uh, the day before the Penn State game, I remember it was the beginning of September. So I've been playing there for three weeks or so, a little bit, maybe two weeks. And I go to cut. I'm doing a reverse layup. Knee pops. Ow on the ground. Ow. By the way, I tape that thing up. I go to the Penn State game the next day. No way I was missing that bad boy. But anyway. It was weird. Like, go. I could walk on it, couldn't really run on it. Um, go to the Student Health Center that following Monday, because they were closed, but when I heard it, it was Friday night. And so they they feel it a little bit. They move my leg a little bit and go, oh, you got a sprained MCL. Uh, rest it up about a month. You'll be fine. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm so glad that wasn't an ACL injury. Rest it up about a month. Try to play basketball again. Pop. Ow. Okay, maybe I didn't let it rest enough. Um, so I let it rest a little bit longer than I should have. Still not completely thinking the worst. I go home for Christmas break, try to play flag football with my friends. Pop, ow. Okay, something's wrong. Tell my parents. My parents go, okay, we'll get it checked out at some point. Uh, but it's still probably just messed. Like, you just, it's probably, whatever. We can't deal with that right now. So I don't play a lot of sports i get like a light brace but every time i try to play i hurt it finally i'm playing basketball with my dad which is something i did a lot in high school because he had this little league that he put on uh just a pickup league that he'd do on at, at our church and he sees me one day and i've learned now at this point i've learned how to play with it you've already guessed it's an acl injury um i've learned how to play with one my dad just looks at me when we're done and goes dude you suck like you're slow like, why can't you jump anymore? Why are you not doing what you used to do? And I was like, I, I'm telling you, it's my knee. Like, my body can't do it. Something's messed up, and I don't know how to get it back. He goes, all right, we're getting this thing checked out. Go to get the MRA, MRI and um, come back, and the guy goes, yeah, you don't have an ACL anymore. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, your ACL was at one point torn, and it just sat there dangling enough that your body dissolved it because it was a useless muscle. 
a useless tendon. And so it was gone. It was there was so he had That's to create fun. a new one, which That's will never be as strong as my old one. Um he had to, and I could feel like where he took out the other part of my knee to create this new part of my knee. It's a weird hole in my knee that didn't used to be there. And there's that. So the moral of the story is don't if you're in college, don't go to the student health center. If you if you need to fix a sniffle or get a, a sick note that you're making to up to miss center. a class, fine. If you think you've torn your ACL, don't go to the student health center. They don't treat you like a patient. They treat you like the, a means Do to not an go end. to the student health center, and it's the worst. Yes, you you are a science experience experiment in the class with all the jocks and cheerleaders that don't care about science. They felt my knee, they moved my leg, and they got me an X-ray, an X-ray, an X-ray for a, for a ligament injury, a potential ligament injury. They do an X-ray. All right. Your turn. My sound off isn't that bad. Uh, this is the second time I'll be talking about Star Wars in my sound off, but I don't care because this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want. Star Wars The Force Awakens. I understand the Oscars not putting major films like this up for Best Picture. I'm just tired of it. I don't want it to win. I don't think it was the Best Picture this year. But I just would like it to see it nominated just so that the nerd in me will calm down a little bit. It just frustrates me that a movie that entertained me so much and that everyone thought so highly of is nominated for, like, two things. Because it's just a part of a different franchise. If this were the first Star Wars ever made, the Oscars would be all over it. If this were an independent film, the Oscars would be all over it. But it's the fact that it's part of this giant franchise, that it's Disney, that everyone is just losing, you know losing faith in it and it's just frustrating to me i i think it's really really frustrating so you know I, i'm with you though I i'm with know. you though honestly I yeah i don't see what is so i i can't poke enough holes in it to go oh no of course not it doesn't belong at the oscars you know it's it's frustrating it's really frustrating but anyway that's my sound off that's the end of season two episode one Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T-S Interference. You can find our website at patsinterference.com. Follow us on Twitter at P-I underscore podcast. Uh, You can follow Patrick and I individually. Uh, You can find us there. If you want to write for our blog, let us know. If we've missed anything, if there's anything you want us to cover, let us know that there too. Uh, We thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week with episode two. Let us know what you want to hear. Have a good night, everybody.